one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist-recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to Canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is Bachelor Clues, and before we begin today's episode, I must issue a very important warning. We are usually spoiler-free here at Game of Roses, but some huge news has leaked at the beginning of the episode 
We say you can fast forward 10 minutes or so, but that simply wasn't the case. This news was too big, and we continued to talk about it throughout the episode. So again, you have to know that moving forward, there is a spoiler in this episode. The nature of it has nothing to do with play or who's going to win this season, but it has to do with news that has broken that is revelatory about the next Bachelorette. Again, we don't spoil anything that has to do with who's going to win the current season of The Bachelor. We don't know that information. And even the information we have about The Next Bachelorette has not been verified by the show itself, but it is something that is out there. Many of you probably already know it. And the bulk of this episode has nothing to do with this at all. The bulk of this episode, you're really going to enjoy. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues, and this is a very special Monday episode. You know what that means. The whole episode is going to be available at patreon.com slash gameofroses, but you're going to get some of the first minutes of it here, and these are going to be good minutes because what we have for you today (laughs) is, yes, an amazing digging deeper into the goats podcast vial files that he did earlier this week male goat the male goats sorry the male goats <laughs> podcast vial files in which he did a recap of last week's big game with the actress rachel harris who both pace case and i have worked with on an nbc television show called bad judge they openly discuss gameplay which is fascinating. There's a bunch of fascinating stuff in this podcast episode, and we are going to get into it. Rest assured. But before that, there's huge news in our beloved Bachelor Nation, and we have to talk about it a little bit. We'll probably be talking more about it on Thursday. It is a spoiler. So if you guys do not want to know who the next Bachelorette is, please skip ahead about 10 minutes roughly good luck find it (laughs) (laughs) but yes the next bachelorette was revealed by reality steve he tweeted out that during the women tell all it will be revealed that the next bachelorette is someone that we predicted would be the next bachelorette katie thurston we cannot be more excited for her I feel in some ways we might have our first crown that we have indirectly coached. If she's listening to our show and from all of her play in this season of The Bachelor, I feel like she probably is. It seems like what we are saying has been absorbed and it has taken her to crowndom. There are many historic firsts that are happening with her crowndom, one of which is she's going to go out of the game in like 15th place, roughly. And get a crown out of it. Prior to this... We believe she is going to be eliminated on Monday's episode. And prior to this, the lowest finish who was a crown was Hannah Brown, who finished in seventh place. So we're entering uncharted territories here in terms of how you can get a crown by just playing incredibly. Even if you don't make it to final six, final four, final two... If you are the person who can establish yourself as the most important person from the season that doesn't get caught up in the drama, who takes the high road, who is doing colorful narration, who is playing very well, you can get the fucking crown. I mean, it depends a little bit on your 
player pool who else is in that field with you it also arguably depends on the circumstances surrounding the season and whether there is a racism scandal that is about to embroil the whole franchise and they need a shiny silver thing to put on a tray and say go look over here don't look at all of rachel kirkconnell's likes on instagram (laughs) I believe that's exactly why we're getting this announcement right now. Before Reality Steve tweeted it, Mike Fleiss tweeted, the Bachelorette's going to be announced very soon right here, meaning I think on his Twitter. And Mm -hmm. they're doing this, I believe, exactly for the reason you're saying. There's a huge scandal right now with Rachel Kirkconnell being racist and obviously making it very far in the game. And the plantation yeah. photos have come out. It's not just liking her, some of her me friends' think posts. Even more that she's ring winner. Totally. <laughs> this announcement. This is a complete distraction. In the exact same way, they announced Matt James is the first Black Bachelor when the Black Lives Matter protests were in full swing and Bachelor diversity movement was happening online, demanding that we have players of color in the lead roles. And they Rachel Lindsay is threatening to boycott the franchise, etc. And they rolled it out in this haphazard. Here's a picture of Matt James way, which this seems to match it is definitely a tactic of distraction and unfortunately it's going to undermine the rest of matt james season it's going to totally undercut it because now we're going to be looking forward to how is katie thurston gonna be presented as bachelorette i'm hoping that the bachelor producers have listened to our show as well and they'll use some of the suggestions that we had for her identity playtime is over all that kind of stuff you know oh yeah i mean I'm already starting to fantasize about everything in that season, including the limo exits. Is a man going to bring out a fleshlight? What are we going to see the the male equivalent of the vibrator? <laughs> <laughs> Will- <laughs> We're going to see some <laughs> some other sex oh, toy uh, prop work. <laughs> you know it's going to happen. You know what? Are we going to see a dildo tot? Mm. clues you know what i could see this happening they have them make plaster molds of their own genitals that could be a date oh for sure we saw this they did this with women's breasts on what was it mezzni season Mm -hmm. they also literally did this on a season of a show that is one of my favorite reality shows of all time that's called bromans have you ever seen this no, but you've told me about Bromans. Oh, God. A hundred thousand Please, times. see Bromans. If you can find Bromans anywhere, fucking watch Bromans. You will be doing yourself a favor. Do you want to say what it is? Not really. I think people no. should just <laughs> go into it blind. Okay. You'll enjoy it. If, if you like The Bachelor, you'll fucking love Bromans. Or if you like Love Island or any of these kind of shows, you'll absolutely love Bromans. I think we're going to have an eggplant taught. That's what it'll be. It won't be... It won't be the form of a penis. It'll be an an illusion. Yeah, it's interesting. Will she be the first lead in history to have sex with multiple guys before fantasy suites? Oh, I hope so. Could be fantastic. I definitely should do that. She should be like, yeah, it's a new season. It's 2021. I'm going to fuck whenever I want, 
whoever I want. That's just night however one. Many, however many of you at the same time I want. <laughs> She's like, look, guys, night one, okay, I get I'm it. maybe I'm getting ahead of we're, myself. We're supposed to get to know each other on night one and all that stuff, but to me, sex is very important. So I'm just going to fuck you all tonight, and I'm going to kick off whoever doesn't make the cut. Oh my God, what a night one. But we are exceptionally excited and happy for Katie Thurston to be yes. taking on this role. For her, obviously, this is great. But for us, it's, again, just proof. We are predicting everything that's happening in this show now. We predicted Dale Moss winning Claire Crawley's season from just looking at his Instagram. And he did. He dominated that season. What's happening now is happening now. What <laughs> they're... There are parasocial sparring going back and forth. Claire is definitely getting the best of him at this point, but he did win that season as we predicted. We predicted Matt James would be the first Black Bachelor six months before it was announced just by looking at his Instagram and what was going on with the quarantine crew and Hannah Brown being there and how he was essentially being groomed for that role. And I believe even if the Black Lives Matter movement wouldn't have happened and the Bachelor Nation diversity movement wouldn't have happened, I still believe he was groomed for that role because he was a player in Claire's season. They would have designed a deep run for him and given him the crown anyway. And now, just by looking at Instagram once again, we have predicted the next Bachelorette accurately. Before this season even started, right. before we be saw fair, frame one. We also looked at her TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, social media. Social, Yeah, social media. And a minor prediction that I was the most impressed by was your Heather Martin prediction that she would be the vet to come on a second tour this season that one to me is the least impressive because it was just one step of deductive reasoning it was like okay it's probably somebody he knows who does he know from bachelor nation well he does know hannah brown and she hangs out with heather martin that's probably it i mean that was that was literally (laughs) to me it was just like you're picking out of it could be hundreds of people whoever is coming back as opposed to like this is the one this season who's going to be the crown. To me, predicting the crown is what we do that is most impressive by just looking at their social media mm-hmm. because we're taking in like a huge data set that's really not even tangible. I don't know how to quantify even what makes me have that feeling when I'm looking at somebody's Instagram or TikTok or whatever. Certainly there are some qualities, but it's a, a intangible kind of vibe. Like, do they have the crown thing or not? And again, I don't know what the fuck that is, but I think you and I are very good at identifying whatever it is because Mm -hmm. we've been able to do it so frequently. And in circumstances that are like, we couldn't have predicted she was going to come out of the fucking limo with a dildo or that she was going to be able to do any of these things. We just knew that like she was very good on camera. She's good parasocially. And the, the show we're watching, The Bachelor, is a parasocial show. It's like a social media platform. It's just like an Instagram or a TikTok. You have to convey some kind of character to people through this screen that is all fake, just like TikTok and Instagram. And because she's so adept at those things, it's like, she's going to be the fucking bachelorette. And now here we have it. Yeah. And like you can tell that she has chosen a Caitlin Bristow hero player. And this is the type of thing that you need to do is figure out the different strategies that have worked in the past and modernize them and she did that with the dildo i mean that was a modern version of caitlin bristow's uh limo exit standy saying that she'd plow the fuck out of chris souls's field and 
I'm curious whether we're going to see a similar thing out of Katie's season as crown, as we saw with Caitlin Bristow. She was the first person to, at least in the narrative of the show, have sex with someone before Fantasy Suites. What is the 2021 version of that? I can't wait to see. I can't either. Who will be her Nick Vial if her season is a repeat of Caitlin Bristow's? It will be Nick Vial. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> He's like, you're a little old for me. You are in your 30s. Yeah. But here I am. Oh, my Eighth God. Eighth tour. Please let the goat come back. Please. Um, but I have been able to do the, something. Something I've been trying is not going on social media for a small portion of my week. And this happened during that. And Clues just told me about Katie. And I got chills. It was extremely exciting. I... Yeah. For what it's worth, I think we're affecting the game. We don't have conclusive proof that, you know, what we are saying on our podcast has affected how she played, but it seems like it did to me. It seems like she mm-hmm. was listening to us and maybe not overtly using specific strategies, but the generalized. The and I got to say, those group date hoojus, like to do a hooju that early on on group dates, you're aware of the game. Absolutely. And the colorful narration. It's not a natural thing to do. Taking the high road. When she sat there and didn't say anything, when they were trying to ferret out the tattletale, that is a strategy we have talked about. Even how to do a proper tattle, we've talked about. And she did it. She executed it fucking Mm -hmm. flawlessly. Again, I'm not saying we have conclusive evidence of it, but fuck, it sure seems like she's using our strategies and she has attained the crown going out in whatever this is going to be, 15th place roughly. Give and fifteenth place. I mean, I mean, all the places got shifted because they added five new players to the fucking game, episode right. four, or whatever. And now we're even going to have another one come in next week. But just astounding to watch what's happening. And I, I do firmly believe we're affecting the game now in a very concrete way. And that's only going to become more and more apparent as time marches on. And once our book comes out next January, it's game over like you the bachelor will be changed forever once that book comes out because i think every player going into the game will read it and if they're good implement all the stuff we're talking about in it but we are thrilled for katie thurston our technically 18th crown but it will be season 17 and we can't wait to see what she does other than hannah brown Every crown has been top four, right? At least for Bachelorette. To my knowledge, yes. And it was just, goddamn. I mean, we're going to, again, get into this fucking Thursday even more in depth. But what she really did expertly in this season was identified a social dynamic that existed, especially when the... Uh, producers brought in those new players something shifted Mm -hmm. in the entire fucking game and it became this team versus that team you had a victoria larson and a redmond to some degree but victoria larson was really the one i feel like stirring that pot and bringing that attitude of animosity but because she's the lead villain for sure but because that situation existed where the teams were separated everybody was Mm -hmm. trying to undercut and be nasty to everybody and she took the high road she recognized that this situation was the case and she was like fuck this i'm not going to be a part of this and by isolating herself from the trap the producers created everyone else got trapped by that 
She didn't. Mm-hmm. She fucking sidestepped it. And now she's being rewarded with a fucking crown. This is huge third audience game. Not only are you recognizing what the producers are trying to do to you, you are able to avoid it while still playing the game they want you to play, still being mm-hmm. the colorful narrator, still doing the plays in the game, like going to do the tattle yeah. to Matt James to give them that footage, having these moments being with the Sarah Trot. CEO for Sarah Trot and for Michelle in this last episode. Um, coming off, it's coming off so for TRR. And the thing is, sure, Serena P. Brie, Chelsea Vaughn, etc. We've only seen pretty positive things from them too, but they're not breaking through. And, you know, I don't know exactly who is making those decisions, but their responses aren't highlighted. They're not making the edit. You know, it is the most diverse season, but we have seen most of the drama come from the white players you know, there's still there's still work to be done, and I know there's probably going to be people who are upset that there is a white bachelorette. Um, but we'll see what they do with her player pool too. I do really feel like the show has turned yeah. a corner in that regard, and I think all player pools moving forward will be much more diverse than they have been in the past. And that really started with Claire's season, Claire slash Tasha's season. Yeah. But once again, congratulations to Katie Thurston. We are going to be talking about this event obviously ongoing up until the premiere of her season which is not that far away in canada it's not going to be in canada they revoked that they're looking for a new place that place fell through yeah so she may be back on u.s soil but we are predicting that she will be the first player to have sex with every player on night one i was gonna say to hit three million instagram followers but uh i think that you're right Three million. She can do it. She's just good at social media mm-hmm. in a way that Matt James is not. I mean, the fact that we're going to have a bachelorette who is this good at TikTok is fucking crazy. Like, yeah. And we've been talking about how TikTok is going to be even bigger than it is now. Sort of take the power away from Instagram. those gains what are those gains gonna be we should start tracking tiktok gains yeah i think the major platforms are twitter youtube tiktok instagram those gains should all be tracked but definitely check out our tiktok because we're on it in a big way a big new way (laughs) i did my first tiktok video yesterday go to game of roses on tiktok and enjoy the work i've done it is so funny. And I'm going to be doing some more of those as well. I'm going to try to keep them coming out at a kind of constant rate just to get good at it because I do feel like what you're saying is true. TikTok is the future. Instagram is going to become Facebook. Instagram is going to become, that's what your mom uses in the next five years. And TikTok will be the new Instagram. And then whoever's under Gen Z, they will have some social media platform that we will also have to learn, so on and so forth until yeah. we all die. But, bachelor clues is wearing a suit in his tiktok so that we have that to look forward to before we die <laughs> i'll be wearing a suit in all of my tiktoks it was very shocking to me you don't you don't wear a suit often you often wear the same exact outfit every day i only wear suits for very important occasions speaking of now we are going to get to what this episode is actually all about this is going to be 
a deep dive into Nick Vial's episode of Vial Files from earlier this week with his guest, actress Rachel Harris, in which they recapped last week's game. There is so much to talk about from this episode, especially in terms of what we're always talking about, that coverage of The Bachelor is going to become more and more like a sport as we proceed into the future. This, to me, was proof positive of it. This whole episode is wall-to-wall talking about it like a sport, talking about the ins and outs, what plays you should be making, whatever. And Nick Vial doesn't quite understand how to play the modern game. He understands it is a game, and he understands the components of it. He does not know how to play it. And it was kind of sad for me to listen to in some ways, but also encouraging because it's like, well, he's almost there. He's crawling toward what this is it felt to me like he's picking these random things to care very strongly about like that a ptc shouldn't be played on a group date etc i'm like which is wrong we will get to that by the way so let's just dive in this is digging deeper for those of you who have heard us do a digging deeper this is how it works we play a clip And then we come out of it and we talk about that clip. We play another clip. We talk about that clip. So again, this is Nick Vial, the Vial Files from last week, their recap of last week's big game. Are you ready for the first clip pace case? I'm ready. Here we go. I was actually thinking about this while watching this episode is that Rachel, right? He had a great date with her. It seems like it's been it's been looking like Rachel is maybe Matt's favorite. And Rachel is arguably one of the more traditionally pretty girls on the show. Yeah. And so there's yes. always like the eye roll with like, of course, he's mm-hmm. listen in that world. You have such limited time to make the ch- make choices and she's like the safe choice sure but what else are you going to do when you have six weeks to make a pick you know like sure can you fall in love with someone outside of physical appearance sure but that usually takes time and it takes like a foundation of which you don't have the benefit of so you're just like who am i most physically attracted to and let's just hope that she's also cool right like (laughs) like dale and claire that worked out great. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's not. I mean, listen, it's not the most. There's a reason why it often doesn't work. You know, what do you want me to yeah, say? I know. And yet I still come back yeah. and I watch it every season. Yeah, it could work. full well. Yeah. This um, is going to end tragically. So there you have a kind of thesis from the male goat himself saying, <laughs> this is what the show is. It's a guy just picking the woman he's most attracted to. And then it falls apart after the show. He's laid it out very clearly for us. He's aware of it. Even Rachel Harris is like, yeah, but we watch it every season. And it's like, yes, this to me was just this crystallizing moment of like, this is what the show is. It's bullshit. It's all bullshit. (laughs) I also, I mean, Nick sort of says in this that he is ignoring things that people are sending him about the contestants but they have this very long conversation about rachel without mentioning the racism scandal which is an interesting choice well i think nick always has to walk that line of yes i'm going to give you a little bit of tea a little bit of the behind the scenes of what it was like for Mm -hmm. me and i know more about the game than anybody because i was in it for longer and all the shit but also we can't bite the hand that feeds him because a they give him the episodes early so that he can do his recaps not at fucking 1 a.m like we have to do it like the plebes down in the bottom of the shithole that's that like, true maybe it is worth it maybe we should back <laughs> off <laughs> never not record till 1 a.m yeah but he also is 
you know, beholden to the show and his identity as it's attached to it. So he can't shit on it yeah. too much. Yeah. And he is sort of implying here that he picked Vanessa because she was the most, the prettiest. Yes. To him. Yeah. Not always implying that. He's talking about how you just basically know who's the hottest person on night one and then that's it. That's the entire yeah. fucking game. The rest of it is just producers propping up people to be you know, whatever their roles might be in the long arc of the narratives they're building. And you're just hooking up with people that you don't actually, that you know are not going to be the one. Absolutely. In reference to that Rachel Kirkconnell shit, I'm curious if any of these big podcasts, the ones that are like associated with the show, not that his is, he's not officially associated with the show in any way, but certainly I think he stops getting the big guests that he gets if he were to shit on the show. I'm curious if the producers have reached out to these shows and been like, you cannot talk about the racist shit expressly forbidding it. I don't like, how are they going to avoid it? Isn't she supposed to make some big apology soon? That's the rumor. Who the fuck knows though, what that's going to be like, <laughs> or if it's even going to fucking happen. It'll be a, an Instagram post, all text. Yeah. With no words that she uses. That's only like one second long just fucking flashes and is gone yeah i don't know i don't know how the show is going to handle it either they just shot the women tell all and fuck we'll see i guess if they bring it up at all i have no idea or they're just going to sweep it under in the past they have brought these things up they made lee garrett atone for his sins in season 13 of bachelorette with rachel Lindsay, right and but he wasn't a ring winner exactly Exactly. You know who was, though? The, Garrett. The precedent is Garrett Egerian. Yeah. yeah. They made him do the Which same they thing. they kind of asked him about it, but not really. They didn't get into it. But I would also say his transgressions weren't as egregious. What? He just liked some stuff. And certainly the Instagram posts that he liked were fucking bad. You know, like they were... They were horrible. Yes. Openly homophobic, openly misogynistic, openly racist. All of it. However, he just liked posts. This shit that's coming Uh out about Rachel Corconnell, she's in a plantation dress at a fucking plantation ball. It's not like... And she also liked problematic posts. Like, that also is part of her thing. I think she's a, a step above here because we have photographic evidence of her participation in a racist event that is true (laughs) garrett we did not see him costuming although we've sort of seen him him uh, larping is that the term in his purge mask in the purge mask and riding on a car with guns and and with kirkconnell it's also the first black bachelor yeah. It has this extra component to it that's like... They're going to have to address it. What I really am fucking curious about is how are the producers going to position themselves? Because with Lee Garrett, they were like, we had no idea about this. Even though it was like open tweets. It wasn't even shit yeah, that he liked. We didn't scroll far enough down on his Twitter feed. <laughs> Literally. So they purposely put him on Rachel season, I think, to um, you know stoke the racist conversation to have that be a narrative. And I think they might've done it here as well, but I don't think we're going to see that conversation play out on screen. Like with Lee Garrett. I don't know. I don't know. They might have to do that. 
It, maybe it's at, after well, the final rose if she's the ring winner. I think after the final rose. I don't see them doing it at Women Tell All. Because I, like, to me, there's no way she's not top two at this point. Unless they made her come and do it. Because it could be such right. a big controversial thing like that they're Courtney like... Robertson. Exactly. They brought her back for Women Tell All when they usually don't have the finalists there. We'll see. We will. Now, this next clip is extremely important. It reveals that Nick Vial is thinking about everything that's going on in The Bachelor as a game. He can start to recognize that play is being done. He doesn't quite understand the intricacies of it, but this clip, to me, is maybe one of the most indicative of what we're kind of talking about in this entire podcast. Are you ready to hear this clip, Pace Case? Yeah. If you want to hear the rest of this episode, and I think you do because it's real good, you're going to want to go to patreon.com slash gameofroses where you can hear the full thing. And I know this was a pretty long first half hour of the episode, but let me tell you, there's still over an hour left of it. In addition to, at this point, countless other episodes of the podcast we put on there, videos we put on there music videos we put on there, songs we put on there, pictures of squirrels that are down deep in the pit with the rest of us, and a growing community of other people who are there constantly talking about all this stuff, really digging deeper into every element of our game. That's what our Patreon is becoming. So we hope that you will join us there. Again, it is patreon.com slash game of roses. Please join us in the bottom of the pit. It's the pit, you can get it in And dig around in all this content It's the pit, come on, admit You wanna eat up all these tasty tidbits It's the pit, there's room enough to fit Everyone who wants to come in It's the pit, you can get it in Dig around in all this content It's the pit, come on, admit You wanna eat up all these tasty tidbits It's the pit, there's room enough to fit Everyone who wants to come in It's the pit Creams and serums are made of 70% water 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in... um three-body problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. It's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, Mm. 
they have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura Frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabuli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. It's the next best thing to to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things, and I need an easy install. And this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura Frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, Frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant Glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies.